guests, welcome to our new podcast, which is an offshoot of Pocket Change, which is called A Penny for Your Thoughts. And it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my co-host and co-collaborator, Lauren Ernst, who if you've been listening to the Pocket Change podcast would know, is an employee experience professional who just has this amazing vibe. And we just vibe so well together, Lauren. So I'm so (laughs) excited to do this together. I am over the moon. And honestly, I can look at my screen and see that uh, our online platform buffers when I'm too loud. And it it buffers all the time because I'm just so stinking excited to be here. So thank you for welcoming me into the fold. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because, I mean, like we had you on uh, Pocket Change originally, I want to say like last summer, and then mm-hmm. we had you on again in the fall. And we always have such a great reception to to your content and just who you are as a person. And I know that you and I got talking after we did the last recording, and that was in like December. And it was just like, okay, how do we actually take this forward and just keep these conversations going? hmm yeah, 100%. And I feel like this is just such a lovely way to, A, I mean, I don't need an excuse to hang out with you, but this is a wonderful one. And the fact that our content is so well received is just awesome as well. So I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. And it's, and it's cool. I think like there's just so many different things. Like we 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 go across like so many different uh, topics when we do have our, our regular podcast. And so it's like, okay, so how can we make this a little bit more engaging and um, bring bring this vibe to people on a more routine basis? And I think um, a penny for your thoughts is, is the way to go. Because I mean, like, I think, you know, in the world of employee experience, where we are right now, there's all these new things that are going on, Lauren. Like, there's mm-hmm. quiet quitting, then there's loud quitting, and then there's like, there's people who are like, angrily searching for other jobs like I'm reading about these phenomenons and as an employee professional like an experienced professional um these fascinating for you yeah yeah it's um it's a really interesting time to say the least and I think we talked about this the last time I was on or perhaps the the initial conversation that we had is around this whole notion of treating employees like volunteers. And as cheesy on the surface as that may seem, I think in the landscape that we're in, um, it's, it's really important to double down on, not just from the perspective of If you are a hybrid work environment where you do have office space, but you are also allowing folks to work from home, or perhaps you've gone, you know, hard in the paint and you are a fully remote uh, organization, I think regardless of the stance is really making sure that your employees feel like they're not just valued through the swag that you offer them or through the book bar that you have, or perhaps the, the food and beverage that you offer in an office, but what types of human experiences and connection um, are you bringing to the forefront in a time where perhaps budget is a little bit tighter or perhaps you don't have the money to splash out and host a big flashy work event. What are we doing in the day-to-day for people to really feel seen and heard, I think is the most important thing to keep at the top of mind right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's so important, right? I mean, like I I often, like I've always said, you know, if if I'm going to go to a place and spend, you know, 
a majority of my day with a group of mm-hmm. people. Um, and I'm not spending that time with my daughter, the human I love the most in the entire world. Mm-hmm. The experience has to be, it has to be exceptional. And I mean, every day is a good day, but I mean, like, what's drawing me in there? Because if I'm making the decision, the conscientious decision to be away from my family and invest my time in an organization, what am I actually coming away with? How do I feel? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you make a really good point is that, you know, you have these organizations and they're phenomenal at, um, you know, free lunches and, you know, Mm -hmm. videos and all these different things. And the perks are great, but I don't think the perks are what actually pull people into an organization and keep them there. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't know if this is um, because I started in the enablement space, um, and we can get into how I got into enablement and then how I moved, you know, through enablement, but also incorporate it every stinking day into the work that I do is that I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, this online hybrid work from home vibe that we're now experiencing, quite prevalently in tech, but in other organizations as well. I don't so much think it's, let's figure out ways of bringing people together online. Although that stuff is fun. Don't get me wrong. I love a virtual happy hour. I love a virtual bingo with my team. But I think what people through the conversations that I've had inside the walls of where I work, outside of the walls of where I work, People truly want to be enabled to do their best work. So if that's bringing everyone together for a town hall, if that's a team meeting, if that's a one-on-one, if that's a Slack message, whatever that happens to be, I think really focusing on wearing your enablement hat all the time and really looking for opportunities to make people 1% better in their role every single day. Mm. I think that's, I think that's the secret sauce. Honestly, I don't think it's let's try and fake our way through um, bringing people together virtually and make them feel like we're there in real life together. I, People are are smarter than that. And I think what they truly want to do and what so many of us discovered during COVID was, man, oh, man, I really, really love spending time with the folks in my life, in my house, with my family, that you said it perfectly. You want to spend time with the people that you love the absolute most. And even if it's that just you on your own, (laughs) spending time with the person you love the most. But I think at the end of the day, people, if they are at work, want to feel enabled to do the best that they can do. And that's clear line of communication. That's mission, that's values, that's goals, strategy. As an employee, I want to be in on those pieces in order to help inform and underscore the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting too, like I, I, I've done a lot of in-person workshops in the past several weeks, like a lot. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. on the road for like four weeks straight. It's just been bonkers. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. And, and you know, in these workshops, what I'm finding is that the connection that you're able to create with people is just exceptional. But what's really, really cool, is like, so at the beginning of March, uh, I was 
with one of my clients and they're going through a restructuring and it's, you know, they're being very thoughtful in how they're doing it. And I, I really value the amount of effort that they're putting into their change strategy and into their engagement plan. And leaders are prioritizing things that they normally wouldn't, I think, mm-hmm. um, which really does come back to that employee experience. And what was interesting was, you know, I did a, a two really big group in-person sessions. And, you know, at the beginning of March in, you know, the prairies, what happens, or even in in Canada in general, everybody takes a vacation. They all head off to Mexico. They go to Dominican Republic. And so I didn't have the opportunity to have, I want to say six or seven leaders in in this workshop, very senior leaders in this organization. And, um, you know, it, it, it was too bad because, the workshop in person, like a, a, one of the guys comes in and he sits down and I always do objective setting at the beginning because I always want to kind of custom tailor the experience for people. Like the content is already customized to the organization, but the experience of being in person and having a workshop with me, it's not just a workshop. It really is. an And he said at, at the beginning, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not really here for all of this change stuff. He's like, I'm really just here for the end of the day uh, when we start talking about how the change is going to roll out and what it looks like. And I just thought to myself, you know, like a younger version of me would have maybe been a little bit offended by that uh, or upset by it, thinking, oh, this guy doesn't want to play and participate in my team workshop and and I thought to myself, no, that's, you know, that's his authenticity. That's who he is. And that's his truth. And that's great. And I really appreciated that. So by the end of the day, like, I am so glad I was here. This was a fantastic workshop. <laughs> Everything I could have wanted. And I was just like, hallelujah, we did it. So forward now we're, we're a month and, you know, a week past the point of when we delivered the initial workshop. Now, I, I did a makeup workshop for all the leaders who were away on vacations, and there's five or six of them, one that was traveling back to Canada from another area, and I did it all online, and it was a really different experience, right, because, you know, it was still connected, I still had really good engagement, really great feedback, really great participation, but the ability to actually connect and feel those energies and provide that experience in such a meaningful way was completely different than what it is when you're in person, like completely. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, yeah, we're at a turning point where I think being present and I'm, I'm really interested to hear thoughts of yours on hybrid, how organizations are handling that because it doesn't feel like they're handling it well. Yeah. I, the thing that comes to, to mind for me is the transition that I went through pre-COVID, during COVID, and now where I'm sitting today. And I was an events professional for a long time. I loved building in-person experiences where you would walk into a room with, you know, 1,200 of your closest friends, 2,500 of your closest friends. And I wanted to give that feeling of beautiful overwhelm as you walked in those doors and offered experiences where there was that human connection. Mm-hmm. And I truly believed at the time that if it wasn't in person, it didn't exist. And the only way that you could have valuable and meaningful connection was, was in, you know, people would call it in real life, but 
I mean, it's in person. Everything is is real life, but the experience one to one in the same room, um, experiencing that moment together, and then when the world changed and we were all sent work from home, I really be I was really able to lean into. Lauren as a wife, Lauren as a mother, Lauren as an individual, where suddenly now work was incredibly important to me. Don't get me wrong. But then at that moment, it was realizing where it fit in my world and where it fit in my priorities. And I think the beautiful thing that either gets missed, lost, not acknowledged, is not just from the role of a mother, but the role of a caregiver in Mm. general, is Mm. what this digital hybrid space has really opened up for us. And for me, that's my ability to take my daughter to school. That's Mm -hmm. getting her off the bus. That's when she has the flu and I get that dreaded phone call from school, I, I don't even have to think twice. I'm able to be there by her side. And I feel like this moment in time is really showing up and really supporting our caregivers. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that we talked a mean game at the beginning of the pandemic around, or even, you know, before the pandemic of caregivers are so important. Yes, we want working moms. Yes, we want, you know, families. It's really important for us to be a part of your family. But truly, this moment in time opens up so many incredible opportunities for us as caregivers that I I would have never anticipated prior. No, absolutely. I agree. And, you know, it's it's very interesting, too. Like, I mean, for us, we're almost exclusively online. Like, our team very seldom gets together, which is fine. Like, I don't think that it's a real detriment. But what I do is try and make an effort to go in and spend a day with my business partner every uh every month to just walk around downtown and do the things that are, are meaningful. But yeah, I think we've just, we've been given so much more freedom in terms of how we actually flex to meet our, our familial needs and, and our, our obligations that um, it, 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 it is a really, it's a beautiful gift. Now you do see organizations, particularly in the tech sector, again, who are saying, nope, everybody has to come back to the office. And we've got these like return to work demands that have come on where it's like, now we're going to go back to the old way of slaving to the nine to five. And we've got these resistant behaviors to that. So a lot of interesting um, dynamics that, that are coming out as a result. Yeah. Yeah, big, big time. What what have you noticed in your experiences thus far? Do you find, like, I'm curious to know if there are any individuals or teams that you were working with pre-pandemic and now in this new, new world, what sorts of things are bubbling up for them in this space and navigating that as an organization? What have you taken away from, from those experiences? Oh, man, that's such a good question. You know, I think... What I found is um, organizations who were very resistant to remote work, um, when they had to go remote, they went remote, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. The second they could have their people back in the offices, they did. 
I, I, I know of at least two organizations who were just like, nope, you're in and that's it. But then again, I have another client who is like, if you're an employee, you have the option to be back into the office or hybrid. Um, but as a contractor or consultant, we will not give you a desk in the office anymore. Right. So it kind of really interesting extremes. And one of the things that I am hearing and seeing quite a bit about is on the hybrid workspace, the lack of coordination that goes into it. Um, I was in my MBA last year and there was this uh, individual who was also in the class with me and she was a supervisor. And her team and her had the obligation, their organization said, you have to be in the office two days a week. And so they were all like, okay, well, what ends up happening is everybody picks two different days. And so there's no collaboration time. And it, you're still doing everything by Teams meetings or Zoom meetings, right? So it's I think that there's a, there's a lack of um, structure and a lack of process. And I think that the organizations that I'm aware of either have gone one pendulum swing to the other. And those who are kind of trying to hang in in the middle aren't putting any structure around it. And that, I think, is a, is a, is a problem. I think that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, too, if, um, if a lot of this has to do with trust. And when, you know, there's so many moving pieces when it comes to the why behind people, why folks are being ordered back into the office. Um one of those pieces I think must have to do with trust or, or lack of lack of trust in the workplace, because this, this notion of, I must see you doing the things in order to confirm that you're doing the things and this lack of autonomy um, to your point, I think when you don't have the organization, the structure, the expectations you can't have autonomy. It's only when there is that sort of level setting groundwork that needs to take place in order for folks to feel like they are trusted and have the autonomy to do their best work, I think only comes when that foundation is laid. And unfortunately, I think organizations are realizing now that they haven't laid that foundation and we're, we're struggling, you know? Um, big time. And, you know, I think, it, you know, autonomy is a really fickle creature as well, because I think it's so um, it's so individual, right? Like I'm the type of person yeah. where I don't have the right level of autonomy. I'm a really, really unhappy individual. Like I'm I, I like to think that I'm a pretty intelligent human. I get stuff done. I don't um, I don't sit on my laurels. I'm kind of a self starter, you know, so for somebody to come and tell me how I should behave or where I should sit and when I should sit there feels oppressive to me. Um, And I don't like it. Right. But if I were somebody who was not a finisher or not a closer and I didn't get things done and I was constantly, I had, you know, accountabilities that I wasn't fulfilling, then I think that's a different conversation. And again, it comes back to, I think the culture of an organization and it comes back to the trust factor, but it also comes back to our leadership. And, you know, I have a saying that I use with my leaders all the time is that the fish rock from the head down. Right. And your organization is only as strong as your weakest link and and even more so from a leadership perspective. And so when we start to think about this hybrid workspace and start to think about an employee experience, you know, like you said, it's not enough to just throw a free lunch at people and expect that you can work them in a certain way. Right. I mean, that particularly you see that in the tech sector. Right. Yeah. Or in sales or in marketing or MarTech particularly. Right. Mm. 
we want to be innovative. We want to be fun. And I think that there are opportunities for leaders to really change the way that they choose to engage on an individual level. Because we might have people who are grouped together because we have similar skill sets, but we're still individuals and we still need to have the ability to be understood and to be given the right level of autonomy that meets our need, right? And the needs of the organization. Yeah, big time. And I think when we were in person, there was more a likelihood of leadership in particular um, being very buttoned up. So when I would host events, when I would host, you know, any sort of moment of connection and you had a senior leader, a CEO, a leadership team on stage, we would work really, really closely with them to write scripts, to massage messaging, to really tailor make what we were seeing on stage. So there was a beautiful snapshot And not to say that we were creating something that didn't exist, but we could really customize, okay, we've got sales, we've got a revenue organization in the audience, we've got sales, we've got business development representatives, we've got marketing, we've got some product folks, you name it, in the audience. Let's make sure on this panel, we have leadership represented from each of those buckets, and let's showcase how they engage and interject into the projects, deliverables, goals of each team so that we're encouraging, you're talking about rot from the head down, we're actually encouraging that cross-functional engagement Mm -hmm. and alignment. But it was very tailor-made, it was very um, crafted so that it looked a certain way on stage. Yeah. Now, Now what I think is really, really important is that you're showing those relationships organically. And instead of a really polished, beautiful presentation from a senior leader, what I want to see and what folks are asking to see in the business is a raw, stripped down version of what a particular leader is thinking about, what their goals are, what keeps them up at night, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I feel like moving away from that very polished, very strategic, very tailor-made presentation style, moving away from that into, I'm just gonna throw my screen on and talk to my people, or organize a very random coffee chat where I throw a meeting into a Slack channel, into an internal comms channel, and just say, hey guys, come and hang out with me. Ask me whatever questions you have on the fly, and we'll have a discussion together. In a hybrid remote workforce, that is the secret sauce now, not the let's tailor a script to make sure that we're hitting all of the marks. People want to see realness. And I think the more comfortable a leader can be in that realness, the more healthy their organization. And the more and more I connect with organizations and collaborate, I'm seeing that hesitation because we're just transitioning into this new, this new moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's authenticity, right? I mean, mm-hmm. When it when it all comes down to it, when we were all sitting at home during COVID, um, like how many people had their cat walk across the front screen? They mm-hmm. were 
Zoom call and it's like, great, I just saw your cat's asshole. And you know, <laughs> Like, yeah, okay. oh, uh, the, I know fluffy inside and out now. I think that, that's exactly it. So, you know, I'm so excited, Lauren, for us to walk through so many of these topics and um, really just share our knowledge of change and engagement, employee engagement with, with our listeners. And, you know, I'm uh, very grateful that we have the opportunity to get together and do this. This is going to be great. Me too. I am so looking forward to this. And I would love too for our audience to really get involved. And if there's an ability for folks to comment, ask questions, uh, you know, offer up topics that they're interested in, I'm here for it. And I'm happy to dive into some of those really meaty and important topics that our audience is really looking for. So yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm so excited for this. Yes. And so audience, dear listeners, please do take the time and uh, on on these LinkedIn posts or together with Lauren and I uh, on the Helios Consulting uh, LinkedIn page, drop your questions, drop your topics, tell us what you want to hear about and uh, let us know how we can start to make people a little comfortably uncomfortable as we go through here in our new endeavor, our new podcast, A Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, As always, we're so happy to hear from you at any opportunity we can. If there's any content you'd like to see us feature or any topic you'd like to hear us talk about, reach out. A call doesn't cost a thing.